Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Regulating big oil can be hard. They've got hella money and lawyers to throw around. But this week, the local agency responsible for regulating air quality in the Bay announced an agreement that requires the Chevron refinery in Richmond and the Martinez Refining Company to drastically reduce the bad stuff they let into the air, making it one of the strictest air pollution regulations in the country. This is a pretty significant win that, you know, I think could easily be a national headline. You know, a local regulatory agency fought back big oil and won. Today, I talked to KQED's Ted Goldberg about why regulators are calling this a decisive victory in the battle to cut pollution in the Bay. By July of 2026, Chevron and the Martinez Refining Company will have to reduce by a significant amount the amount of particulate matter their refineries emit into the air. At the headquarters for the Air District in San Francisco on Beale Street, several high-ranking members of the Air District brought reporters into a room basically to make this announcement and to talk about it at length. The Air District has secured historic penalties and successfully defended our groundbreaking rule 6-5. Board member Davina Hurt, who is a member of the Belmont City Council, led the news conference announcing this historical change pay unprecedented penalties and other payments of up to $138 million, agree to measures to reduce flaring, and establish a community air quality fund that supports projects that reduce particulate matter, emissions, and exposures throughout the Richmond area. You know, health officials and advocates have really described this as dirty air. The Air District, for years before the board voted on this rule, looked into how much particulate matter both of these refineries put up into the air on a regular basis. They've done some calculations that says around 70% of the amount of particulate matter, once this rule is complied by, would be reduced. And they say that could save lives. And there are also fees uh, associated with this new announcement too, right? Yeah, so you're supposed to comply by July of 2026. Specifically for Chevron, if we don't buy this particular date, they're going to have to pay millions of dollars in fines. 
And then on top of that, as part of this larger sort of agreement, Chevron is paying to resolve hundreds of notices of violation going back years. They're also going to pay into a community fund that's supposed to improve the lives of people who live near refineries is focusing on air quality and health. And then they're also going to pay, along with the Martinez Refining Company, the lawyer's fees for the legal battle that's been going on since 2021. Was this surprising to you, Ted? Yes, it was. Both of the companies filed lawsuits to challenge this rule that was voted on by the board of directors in 2021. And We were gearing up for a years-long fight that abruptly ended. I've been trying to track the court hearings. When will we have the big trial over this major pollution rule? And they kept on getting delayed over and over again. And the next one was supposed to be late this month. And so I had it on my calendar. Okay, we're going to reach out to the lawyers and, and maybe even send a reporter to the court hearing because this is this big dramatic moment that we're waiting. I had no idea. And basically, you know, here we have this huge oil company, Chevron, global you know, one of the largest energy companies on the face of the earth deciding, you know what, we might want to just give up on this lawsuit and end this legal battle and eventually comply with this anti-pollution rule. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the backstory here, Ted, because I know many folks may have seen these refineries in Martinez and Richmond in the news because of accidents like these flarings or white ash falling from the sky in Martinez. But this isn't what we're talking about, right? No, this is a part of everyday operations for these two particular refineries. So as part of the refining process, crude oil eventually needs to turn into things like gasoline and jet fuel. There's a lot of chemical processes that take place. One of those has to do with a major refinery component called the fluidized catalytic cracking unit. And basically, this is a part of the refinery that breaks down heavy crude oil into things like gasoline. Material that is sort of a byproduct of that process eventually has to be burned off. And when that is burned off, that's when particulate matter gets sent into the air. Greg Nudd, Deputy Executive Officer of Science and Policy of the Air District. Particulate matter causes a number of health problems from asthma to cognitive decline um, to poor birth outcomes. And a number of other people at the Air District have emphasized for years that Particulate matter can lodge itself into people's lungs and contribute to significant health problems and can lead to premature deaths. It passes through the blood barrier and actually gets into your blood, gets into your brain. It's, it's definitely the most harmful air pollutant that we have. And the plume extend for miles and miles and impact over a million people. So we're talking about people dying years before their time taking away grandmas and grandpas from their families. In many of those communities, there are larger numbers of low-income folks, larger numbers of people of color, and larger numbers of cases like asthma. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about this rule and how exactly it's supposed to, I guess, 
reduce these pollutions, Ted, what do Chevron and the Martinez Refinery Company have to do exactly in order to comply with this rule? Initially, the refineries were supposed to bring in a different device that they don't have in their refinery called a wet gas scrubber. I believe there are other refineries that have this, and that is aimed at reducing the particulate emissions that come from the refinery. That is a very expensive piece of equipment. Martinez Refining Company said it was so expensive before the board voted yes on this years ago that they might have to you know, reduce the number of jobs they have and possibly shut down. Now, the two refineries are working on a number of different strategies that they've been in communication with the Air District about that it's essentially convinced the Air District that says, okay, we can see that they're lining out these plants, particularly in the Martinez Refining Company, and we can see that they're reducing emissions. And they're on their road to eventually complying with the law by mid-2026. The idea here is they've created some technology or installed some technology into their refineries. And at least at the Martinez Refining Company, they're showing the Air District, hey, look, see the numbers? They're changing. And we think by this time we'll be able to comply and we'll keep showing you you know, this data as we move forward. That was part of the agreement, especially with the Martinez Refining Company, that they will sh- they will monitor this and that they will show the Air District, hey, we're doing a great job. See how we're complying with this law. Coming up, what health advocates and the oil companies have to say about the new air pollution rule. Stay with us. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. What was the reaction from folks who have been fighting these refineries on this and were expecting to have a big public debate about it. 
my colleague Daniel Venton spoke to one of them. I'm shocked. I don't totally understand their motives, but I'm really glad. It's hard to believe. I'm not sure what the reasons are, but this couldn't be better news. Dr. Ashley McClure is a primary care doctor and is the co-founder of Climate Health Now, which is a nonprofit. And she is extremely happy about it. The fact that they're um, dropping that and they're settling this kind of, I don't know, it's like a return to some semblance of sanity. (laughs) Danielle also interviewed Heidi Taylor, who is a member of a new group based in Martinez that came about after an accident at the refinery in late 2022. They sort of activated and became politically active. And what Heidi said was, yeah, this is great. This is good. But we're not going to give up in trying to keep the refinery accountable. You know, we do not trust the refinery. And so we want all measurements and all monitoring verified, and we want it public. We want to be able to verify for ourselves what they are reporting. And what about the refineries, Ted, Chevron and the PBF-owned refinery in Martinez? How have they responded? Chevron said, yes, we've agreed to this settlement. But they also came out and took a couple of shots at the Air District in a similar fashion that they did in 2021. They said, hey, we still have problems with the way that the Air District makes rules. We find these regulations, which are the most strict in our country, to make it hard to do business here. PBF Energy, which owns the Martinez Refining Company, said, we've been working on this. The Air District has now looked at what we're doing. We're all in agreement that we're eventually going to get there. And they're not having to pay millions of dollars in the same way that Chevron is. The only monetary thing that they're going to have to pay to the Air District is the lawyer's fees. They've dropped their suit and they say we're looking forward to complying with the law. I know much of this seems to have happened in in the background and out of the public eye, Ted, but do we know anything about why Chevron and Martinez Refining Company decided to drop their legal challenges to this rule instead of continuing to fight back? When reporters and editors like myself reached out to Chevron and PBF, we asked these questions. They're, they're issuing the same statement to different news organizations, and I've sort of just regurgitated what they've said. So I can only surmise why I think they might have given up on the legal effort. You know, I could guess that they thought, well, maybe this is going to last a really long time and maybe we'll lose and maybe that'll be worse than, you know, just giving up our lawsuit and creating sort of a roadmap to eventually get to compliance. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think, Ted, that this unprecedented win maybe lays the groundwork for more regulation of these refineries from here on out? Like, what do you think this means moving forward? I got the sense from the Air District News Conference that Danielle Venton attended that, you know, they feel that this is part of their mandate, you know, and it's on their about us portion of their website that they are in charge of of keeping the air clean. And I remember when before the board voted on this rule, many health advocates had said, you need to stay true to your mission. What I heard at the news conference on Tuesday morning was officials saying this is our job. You know, I know that board members like Davina Hurt and others that, you know, Focusing on this kind of stuff is is why they joined the board, and it's definitely part of their rhetoric, and I don't see them, you know, slowing down. 
So I would say the leaders of it certainly talk that way. I don't know what's coming down the pike for like, you know, the next refinery pollution rule. This is a pretty significant win that, you know, I think could easily be a national headline because a local regulatory agency fought back big oil and won. Well, Ted, thank you so much for breaking this down. I really appreciate it. Anytime. It's always fun. That was Ted Goldberg, managing editor of News and Newscasts at KQED. This 30-minute conversation with Ted was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montecilio. Maria Esquinka is our producer. She scored this episode and added all the tape. Thanks as well to KQED climate reporter Danielle Venton for some of the tape that you heard in this episode. Music courtesy of the Audio Network. The rest of our podcast team here at KQED includes Jen Chien, our director of podcasts, Katie Springer, our podcast operations manager, Cesar Saldana, our podcast engagement producer, and Maha Sanad, our podcast engagement intern. The Bay is a production of listener-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Thanks for listening. Peace. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.